Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Download the Caffeine TV app for free to watch the world-famous Savannah Bananas perform the greatest show in sports. The Banana Ball World Tour is live on Thursday, June 29th and Friday, June 30th at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. <laughs> What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. Shady, what are you doing? You just didn't like the feng shui of the desk or something? I just wanted those people to see me. Okay, they could see you over the car. Any, anyway, y'all, this is Speak. It's going to be your favorite sports show. You could be watching anybody. You're watching us. We appreciate you. Far end, that is NBA insider. Slick, Rick the Buker. Slick, what's the word, my friend? Uh, crumble cookies is the word. Sugar <laughs> rush here, and I just want to know when it's going to crash. We did have crumble cookies before the show. Joy Taylor to my left. Joy, how are we? How are we? How are we? I'm great. I'm on that, that sugar high right now. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I am the annoying one dieting. This is Eagles all-time wrestling. Leaders. So annoying. Shady McCoy, they I am good. that person. Okay, let's get to the news of the day. LeBron James, the Lakers. It is always a great day when you can talk about the Lakers. But get this. They did have an impressive run coming up short, but now the question surrounds the upcoming team and their roster. Anthony Davis, superstar, up for an extension in August. Reports say LA is committed to keeping Austin Reeves as well. Remember, Austin Reeves had that breakout playoff run. General Manager Rob Palinka said, quote, we want to try our hardest to keep the core of our guys together. On surface value, I loved the sound of that, on surface. But here is why when I dove beneath the surface, I hated it. If you finish worse than first and you run back that worse than first that you finished, hmm. what you expect the following season? The Lakers did not finish second best in the NBA. That was the Miami Heat. The Lakers finished at best fourth in the NBA. But remember, they lost 0-4 to the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. So if you want to run it back and you already finished fourth, then it makes no sense for me running it back. I'm very frustrated with mm. the fact of LeBron James, one of the greatest players we have ever seen in any sport. If you were just going to sit here and play, but not really play as if you're trying to compete for championships, then what are you actually doing? Mm. Because as it stands right now, and if you at home recall, after the Lakers lost to the Nuggets, LeBron and AD said they talked to each other for a long time in the locker room. And they talked about the fact that they just didn't have enough. Everything that the Lakers had, the Nuggets had in excess. Mm. Bench, Nuggets was deeper. Best player, Nuggets was better. Second best player, Nuggets was better. Coach, Nuggets was better. Everything that the Lakers had, the Nuggets had that and more. So how can you run it back, Joy, expecting to be better if you're running back a team that was worse than the championship team, and the championship team is basically bringing back the same championship team. Mm. Do you think the Lakers should be content running it back? I think they should be content running it back with their core. I don't think he said we were not going to try and improve in any other way. Mm -hmm. But marginally. 
marginally, sure. Now, you could argue because they got swept, they need more than margin. But who? Mm. Where? Mm. It's not like there's like some shop that they're not willing to go into that has a bunch of superstars that are waiting to be picked up. That, that's not how this works. So what are you going to give up? Can you give anything up? Yeah. Who can you pay? So is a little bit of this saying that we're running back the core a little bit of morale rather than being the obvious that they don't have a choice but to run it back. I don't hate the idea of them running it back with the core because I think that their core was good enough to get them to the Western Conference Finals. Mm. Now, was mm. Phoenix, uh, has Phoenix greatly improved with the addition of Bradley Beal? I think so, but they still have their roster to fill out. We don't know how that will play out. Obviously, things look great on paper. That's why we play the games. But outside of Phoenix, has the rest of the West gotten significantly better? I mean... They've made some moves. I don't know about significantly better. You're trying to take down the Nuggets. You played against the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. You've, you've become marginally better. There's a lot of things that can happen throughout the season. So I think part of this is, is they, don't, they don't really have a choice but to run it back. But also, I don't hate the idea of marginally improving what you have. 2-5, Lakers are one of your teams. Where do you stand on all this? They're one of my teams. Yeah, I mean, you claim LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think he's a great player. I don't, I, I don't claim Lakers. You don't claim I, LeBron James? No, I, I love LeBron as a great player, but no, I don't. I don't answer do the question, Shady. I don't jump the Warriors. Stand. What about the ground? Anyway, ground. the ground is the ground. <laughs> uh, I would say this: I, I like that idea of running it back. I, I think with Reeves and uh, Hakamore, you got to bring them guys back. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to add some pieces or, or move some pieces with um, D'Lo, right? I think D'Lo's asking for a big number. I think you get another guard because I, I think that he kind of. He kind of got missing deep yep. in the playoffs. He yep. did. Exactly so you right. Kinda, you could move that around. Shooter, I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. Can move that around. I think that the core pieces, you already have AD, you already have LeBron. I think Hakamori, I think Reeves, you get them, you lock them in because people want them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like whatever the, the Lakers offer Reeves, I think that everybody's going to try to match that. A lot of teams want him. Hmm. He's a young player that's going to emerge to a star. So, as far as locking in the core, I would add a couple more pieces, but I like, I like that move. I, I think that they could be. I think they got to see them against the Western Conference Finals again next year, right? Against the against Nuggets. I can see them winning that game with different pieces. I can mm. see that. Here's my issue, Slick. I can't see that. Like, to me, just because you're close does not mean you actually were contending. I remember the Trailblazers. I think it was 2018, Slick, correct me if I'm wrong, NBA historians. I know on Twitter, y'all will correct me. They faced the Warriors, Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. They either got beat 4-0, 4-1. Mm-hmm. They were there. Mm-hmm. The Trailblazers were there. They really. were in the Western Conference Finals, but they weren't really there. <laughs> I remember, Slick, I used to throw uh, discus in high school. I threw discus in high school. I remember one meet, I threw 156 feet, and I lost by 52 feet because the person who won set the Texas State record. I, I was there. I right. got second. Right. Second best. But I ain't really get second. Yeah. I ain't really contending. get close to winning. If the Lakers run it back, I don't see them genuinely contending. Should they be content? Or do you think they actually are contending if they run it back? I, I'll put it this way. It's their best chance to be a contender. Because let's not forget that they put that team together at the trade deadline. They made a lot of moves down move. the stretch. And that continuity and familiarity served the Denver Nuggets very well. Right. You still had the core going back to 2020. That was that was a key part of their success. Also, the Denver Nuggets were very fortunate when it came to injury. True. Right. They really didn't have anybody. They they'd paid their dues when it came to injury the previous couple seasons. So this was their chance to be healthy. I do think that the competition in the West is going to be stiffer. I do think that the Memphis Grizzlies healthy 
with Marcus Smart instead of Dylan Brooks is going to be better. They were missing a lot of pieces when they hit the playoffs. I think the Golden State Warriors, a case can be made. They will be more formidable than they were a year ago. The Sacramento Kings are only going to get better, right? But the fact of the matter is, and Joyce says it, like, we don't know all of the things that are going to happen over the course of a season. And it really comes down to one of two choices for me with the Lakers. You're either going to run it back with this group and see if you can get one more with LeBron and AD, or you go to the heart of this team and you tear it apart and you go in another direction. I don't know that there's any other option because truth is Anthony Davis is still the most valuable piece you have to move and change this team dramatically. So if you think you can get better by moving Anthony Davis – then I'm listening. But I haven't heard or seen anything that would lead me to believe that. Joy, you made a lot of good points about the core. But if we look at the core of the Lakers, Shady, if you look at the core of the Lakers, wouldn't you say, even you at home, the Lakers have the fourth best core in the West? If you're just talking cores, the Denver Nuggets core to me is better than the Lakers core. Joker, Jamal Murray, and if you want to add Gordon, if you want to add MPJ, if you want to add KCP, whoever else you want to add to that core, even if you just take two. The Suns core, Beal, Book, KD. I think that's better than the core of the Lakers. The Warriors core of Clay, Dre, Wiggs, and Steph. Steph. I think that core is better than the Lakers. The Lakers beat the Warriors not just because of the core. The Lakers beat the Warriors because of Reeves, Walker, D'Lo. It was the extended players that helped the Lakers beat the Warriors. So when you even look at the Lakers keeping the core together, is that core even good enough at its core? Or do they actually have to go find some extension pieces who might not even be out there? Extension pieces to the core or extension pieces? To the core. Who? Like, we, we, it's fun to play fantasy basketball, but, like, who are these players? Like, who's better out there who's available that can move? And who are you going to move? Are you going to trade Anthony Davis? Like, Slick just said, who are you blowing up? Who has value that you could send away from the core that would bring you replacement pieces that are significantly better? And I'm glad you brought up the rest of the roster because, to me, that's really the question. I think that a big part of the Lakers' struggles in the, in the Nugget series wasn't necessarily their core. You have to have a big part of what happened with the Heat was those those deeper players did not show up when they needed them to. The rest of your roster is very important. Why are people not sure about the Suns? Well, because we know who the core of the Suns is, but we don't know who the rest of the roster is. Mm. Those guys matter, particularly when you get late into the season. So I hear what you're saying about those other cores being better, and they probably are. But what is the replacement to the core? Who do you have to move? We can't just, like, go shop for a new coat. Like, you have to make trades. You have to acquire people. There's only so many players in the NBA that are at that level. So where and are, are these other teams willing to blow up their cores to send you these players? Like, who, who, what are the suggestions for that? Shady, would you ever consider a sign-and-trade? Austin Reeves, Achimura, would you ever consider maybe, yes, they are nice players, but maybe we could try to get nicer players? I, I like them. I like them, too, for sure. I mean, I would try to move guys like um, Vanderbilt. I think he has some, some type of value. You know, linky, long, plays good defense. Uh, I talked about Scooter. I talked about D'Lo. Like, you have some type of pieces. Right. And then you talked about the, even the Nuggets. They have a, like, they're a real team that has big bond, right? Yeah. Chemistry was there. You could obviously see that. Mm. But now when you talk about the, the, the deep roster, like, all them players have to do well, too. And they have to sign them. Like, uh, Bruce Brown. Mm-hmm. Right? He wants some money. He opted out. So he was, he was probably their best bench player, right? 
So as much as you talk about, you know, the Lakers, the Nuggets, every team has this problem. We have to, you have to, you have to sign um, more of, of your of your bench players or your role players. And if you don't have that, I mean, is it more of a guaranteed win like you talking about? We got to wait and see. We will wait and see. Well, what I cannot wait to see is the star power that is in the NFL this upcoming season because most of the great quarterbacks, they have great talent around them. It is a allotment, an assortment, a plethora of riches. But who are the best playmakers in the NFL? Which team has the best playmakers? That's next. Remember, check us out every day on the Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM. We're going to dive into that next on Speed. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real Steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, family? Welcome back in. This is my favorite topic of the day. With plenty of NFL talent on several different teams, it's time to take a look at the skill position groups that are best in the NFL. Not just wide receivers, not just running backs, not just tight ends, but we're looking at the totality of skill position groups and which team has the top talent. Top five, my five. At number five, the Miami Dolphins. Now, surprise, surprise, many of you might be saying, but the Dolphins don't even have a tight end. Acho, they lost Mike Gusecki. I get that. They didn't need a tight end last year. For me, it's really about the top two. Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill. Those two combined for over 3,000 yards collectively just last season. Those two combined for more yards than the top three or top four playmakers of several teams. Some teams that I actually have ahead of the Dolphins on my list. At number four, let's keep it pushing. A rival, not necessarily a divisional rival, but what has become a conference rival, the Chargers of L.A. I think about Mike Williams, I think about Keenan Allen, I think about Austin Eckler, and then first round pick, Quinton Johnson out of TCU, 6'4", 215 pounds. The Chargers have a whole lot of talent, and Justin Herbert is going to find a way to maximize it. At number three, sleeper pick, Seattle Seahawks. You already know about Tyler Lockett. You know about DK Metcalf. If you were watching closely, you know about Kenneth Walker at running back. He was almost going to be the rookie of the year. He was a runner-up over 1,000 yards in his rookie season. But Jackson Smith and Jigba, first-round pick out of Ohio State, an absolute dude. That's why the Seahawks land for me at number three. At number two, the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Mixon, Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase needs no introduction. The Cincinnati Bengals have talent everywhere Joe Burrow decides to look. That's why they landed too. And at number one, it goes without saying, the San Francisco 49ers. Ayuk, 
Debo, Kittle, CMC. Debo's been an all-pro. Kittle's been an all-pro. Christian McCaffrey's been an all-pro. That team on offense is littered with all-pros. I didn't even mention the best football in the fullback in the game right now in Kyle Juszczyk. I understand there appears to be a glaring omission of the Philadelphia Eagles. This one was hard for me, but when I think about the Eagles, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, and those running backs, Jalen Hurts is that top playmaker. I am looking at the playmakers excluding the quarterback, the playmakers that help out the quarterback. This is my top five, but I already know, Shady. I already know. I already know. I already know. You know you messed up. I already know. <laughs> you know you're going to up, right? Already... <laughs> you know right? Where was What's the, the issue with my list? Where was the Eagles at? How did they not end in the top three, at least? I mean, I would say top two. I would say at least. I would put the Bengals number one, Eagles number two, mm. number three. Niners three. Oh, we're running back. I told you. Okay. I told you. I'm gonna have. I will have. I will have. It's not that easy. No, no. The Bengals number one. Okay. The Eagles number two, and then the Niners number three. Mm. Yeah. Come on. What are we talking about? Can I explain myself, America? Yeah. Let, let me hear explain myself. Let me hear something. Uh, the Eagles, obviously, they got dudes. But when I was thinking about, top, ain't that obvious? <laughs> no, they got dudes. They got dudes. They got dudes. But when I was thinking about the top playmakers, I was saying to myself, regardless of who's playing quarterback. Who are the top playmakers? The Eagles, why Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, what helps them get even busier, because they will get busy by themselves, what helps them get even busier is, you know, if you got a quarterback that can use his legs, coverage got to change. That safety can't stay in too high. you gotta bring a co- you got to bring a safety down. That linebacker, he can't double-team the slot receiver. That linebacker has to keep his eyes on the quarterback in case the quarterback decides to tuck it and run it. There's just different things that allow different people to get busier, whereas Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. I don't care who's at quarterback. In my mind, they're getting busy. Mm -hmm. The Chargers' third pick, their third receiving option is a number one first-round pick. You think about the Niners. What do we look like? Of course the question He could be Calvin Johnson or he could be Treadwell, the guy you said yesterday. (laughs) Or (laughs) Aguilar. All of these things are true. So that was my reason for not having the Eagles in my top five is I'm looking at if you don't count in the quarterback, how scary I just, you know, you know, for me, it's just, okay, I, I put the Bengals number one because I've seen them all get busy. I've busy. seen them have 1,000-yard mm-hmm. receivers, mm-hmm. receivers mm-hmm. and have a 1,000-yard running back. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do, right? Hard to do. And I look at the, the, the Eagles, and I look at every position. Tight end, we have a top, in my opinion, we have a top five tight end. We have a top three type of wide receiver, A.J. Brown, right? And then our number two gets crazy, stupid, busy. He does. Right? So it's like, then we go to the backfield. Swift. We're going to see a different Swift. I'm telling you. The same Swift that we've seen making a place with in Detroit, now he's playing with the Eagles. It's going to be even better. You would put the Eagles ahead of the Chargers when you think of yes, Mike Williams, Keenan yes, Allen, yes. Quentin Johnson, and Austin. I will. I, will. I, think Mike, I think Mike is, is good. I think Keenan Allen, you know, I love Keenan Allen. I of think course. he's one of the top. But you, you're throwing a rookie in there. It's like, we got to see him play. Everybody I'm talking about, you've seen them play. You've seen them Eagles. You see what they do. You see what type of numbers they put up. When you add a rookie, he's like, I, I, I hope he does well. I hope the young kid plays well, but we don't know. It's a big question mark. We'll find out. <laughs> Joy, the question mark I have for you is what issue did you have with my list if there was one? You love the Seahawks, boy. He loves them. He loves the he's Seahawks. He's Crazy. It's true. You're like tw- uh, 12th man, what is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have the 49ers. I think the 49ers is hard to argue because you never know who's playing quarterback for the 49ers, and they still get busy. busy. Like, it, literally everybody busy. plays quarterback for the 49ers. Good job, Kyle. Good job, Kyle. <clears throat> anyone out there, and they still get busy. So I think you have to go with the 49ers. Bengals, obviously. I have the Dolphins at three, the Eagles Ooh. at four. So I'm going to throw a team out there that hasn't been mentioned yet at my five, which is the Cowboys. And we know that we have a lot of questions about how consistent Dak Prescott is. Cow- you know what? That's a good one. That's a good one. And they have... 
quite a bit of talent down there. Tony Pollard, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. Gallup. They have a really nice playmaking roster. So I would put the Cowboys at five. I like that one. Yeah. Am I too high on the Chargers? No, I think I have the Chargers at six. And if you wanted to put the Chargers higher, that's fine. It doesn't bother me. I mean, you're hopeful. You know, you're hopeful that but, they do well, you know. If yeah. your number three but, is a first-round pick, that to me says a lot. I just don't. I'm with Shady. We'll see. You love yeah. the you're, you're, you're projecting a lot. Yeah. It's also in the draft. <laughs> are you are you are you including the quarterback or not? No, we're not no, including the quarterback. Not including the quarterback. No, 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 no I get that. I get that. But the quarterback has an influence. Yes, he does. On whether I mean, I got a lot of problems with this. First of all, <laughs> you're, you're a defensive guy, but you're not counting defenses and their playmakers. Because if if you count defense and playmakers, oh, different. The Cowboys. Different conference. No, but well, yeah, but the I mean, Cowboys. Like, my God. We're, then you, we're, we're obviously talking there. about offensive playmakers. Yes. Okay. But we're not. But but we're. I mean, there have to be so many asterisks on this because Break it down. because you're. First of all, you have to have three. I'm just. The Kansas City Chiefs are the number one offense. You give me Patrick Mahomes with Travis Kelsey and yeah, any other two of guys, course, of course, and I've got playmakers. You're changing the rules. Of course. The, you're, you're right. right. You're no, no, no. But you're not including the quarterback Correct. in the playmaker. Don't include the quarterback. Like, that's but, they're changing but, the rules. But Patrick Mahomes makes guys yeah. playmakers. For the sake of this conversation, we're talking about the receivers, the tight ends, uh, the running backs. Okay, but in these five, the five on your list, mm-hmm. the quarterback variation is monstrous. I can't take that away. Am I taking all of these guys and saying, no matter where I put them and no matter what quarterback I put them with, they would be playmakers? Yes. That, and that, that's, what, that's the point I make. Because if you look at my list, interestingly enough, and I didn't even think about it, none of my quarterbacks on my list are primarily mobile. Right, Tua, not primarily mobile. The Niners, you don't know who's going to be at quarterback, but Jimmy G, Brock Purdy, not primarily mobile. Joe Burrow, since he got hurt, not primarily he's mobile. mobile enough. He is, he is. But since he tore his ACL, MCL, LCL, I believe it was, he ain't been out there why, just... Why, why, why does mobile matter, though? Because if you are mobile, it makes more of a stress on the defense. That's what I'm getting at. Oh, man. That's like, what I'm getting like, at. Like, here, come but on. Come on. You, you, it's, it's like, it's a handicap than us now, the, the birds. Right. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it 100%. is. Where, I mean, 100%. if you look at the numbers, okay, Joe Brown, I'm sure he throws the ball way more than Jalen Hurts. Does that put a factor in there? Can I throw something else in there? You, you can throw, you can you know throw something in there. Okay, how about this? Because you had the Niners high, right? And I think everybody wants to put the Niners up there yep. with their talent. So, if I had to match up A.J. Brown with, with Debo, I mean, A.J.'s better, right? We all can agree with that or no? I don't want to say, I don't want to put any words in you guys' mouths. Is A.J. better than... I mean, one guy was all pro last year, the other guy wasn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Let's make it simple. AJ's a better wide receiver. Okay, okay. So my thing is like, how, how much? Is it, is it a big gap? Not, not a big gap okay, at so, all. But is it a bigger, is it the same gap or a bigger gap from Dallas to um, um, Kittle? Got, no, Kittle is way I don't think he's better. I don't think he's way better. Kittle's way better. I don't think he's better. I don't think he's way better. Okay, and then Devontae with, um, with um, Smith with Ayuk? Ayuk, yes. Even. Even. Okay, in the backfield? CMC. We got two of them, though. They both be hurt, though, sometimes. But. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You see what I'm saying? It's as close to what you think. You know what's surprising about this is that with your five, the top four offenses in the league last year are not represented in your top five. Bills? Chiefs, Eagles, Lions, and Bills. Oh. What was the second one? I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. 
Them birds, baby. But here's here's Where my flag. Here's my thing, though. When you think about the, I'm exclusively to George's point. Go and play makers. Jalen Hurts, I believe, had seven or eight hundred rushing yards last year. Josh Allen had seven hundred yards rushing last year. This is not a knock on them. This is we're talking about the conversation here. Yeah. So when you talk about those offenses, those rushing those yards by the quarterback, count. those yeah. count. Sure. I'm exclusively saying if you were to take Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, I think you could put them with anybody. Wait. They get, I mean, they getting busy. Tyreek Hill has gotten busy in with, multiple with places. Multiple places. But I, I think all the, being honest, I think all these players and, and, and role players, right, or skill positions, they can play with any quarterback. But honestly. Hmm. Yes. You I mean, we've seen so. a lot of these guys on this list have been in multiple places. I, well, AJ except, got busy with Tannehill. Except for the Bengals. Yes. And they're yes. very high with a very good quarterback. And that's where – no, no, no. I'm, look – you're yeah. talking to a Bengals fan, so okay. but still, okay. keep it real. But still, he makes a good point. But though. still, yeah, if Joe we're saying all- what's been proved, like, what you? I, I believe in Boyd. I believe in Higgins. Me too. Okay. <laughs> Me too. But and Jamar. But have they? But have they? But yeah. But Jamar goes without saying. But it. Have I seen them? Without Joe. Without, without Joe. Joe. Have we seen? Without Joey B. Are y'all serious? He is a very if serious see, Listen, listen. We can't act like that wide receiver core is not like that. Them dudes is really, really but have good. you seen them without Joey B? And we, I'll wait. And we haven't seen Joe without them either. That's, that's a point I that mean, he's making. I'm, yeah. I, all, all I'm saying is this. I, I think Joe Burrow is, is phenomenal. He's a hell of a player. But as much as you want to say we haven't seen the wide receivers without Joe, same thing with Joe. I haven't seen Joe without a good – I haven't seen Joe without a good offense of, so, of, of group. So who do you think – The last time I've seen it – he wasn't playing with Ohio State. Ohio State. So he wasn't playing at Ohio State. Still had it, yeah. So, so, so he was at LSU with all these great players, all these first-round picks, all these top guys. He got busy. Mm-hmm. Goes to the NFL. The same top, top, top wide receivers. He Not gets busy. busy. So we got to use the same thing with Joe like you want with the wide receivers. So who do you think is more responsible for the success question. of the Bengals? Burrow or the wide receivers? We always will say the quarterback. That's how I work. That's what the no, game no, is No, no, I'm about. asking what you. What are you saying? I don't know. I don't know. How does turn into a slander? Never, that's oh, what I said. All, all that's why I said. I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't see Jamar Chase take a six-yard route to the crib, seventy yards. And, and, all, can, and all you see is you're gonna see Joe Brown throws a seventy-yard pass to um, Jamar Chase. Shady. So you're gonna see. And I think Joe's nice, but we gotta come on. How can you and I be saying the same thing and yet you disagree with me? Because <laughs> I mean, it's for the viewers. I don't, want them, <laughs> I don't want them to think that we're on the same page. You know what I mean? Uh, well, for the viewers, we got a great conversation coming up after this commercial break. Travis Kelsey, one of the greatest tight ends to ever yes, play the is. game. He said he might be being taken advantage of. You have to hear this very honest and vulnerable quote from Travis Kelsey. It really took me back when I read it. We'll share it with you next. You're not going to want to miss that on speed. Baseball is back, and so is Flippin' Bats. Five times a week, Monday through Friday. So follow us on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Travis Kelsey, a man who needs no introduction. He's one of the NFL's top offensive weapons. But the two-time Super Bowl champ scheduled to make a base salary ranking just 51st. 
amongst players. In an interview with Vanity Fair, Kelsey admitted he thinks about how much more money he could be making, saying, quote, y'all are going to want to listen to this one. My managers and agents love to tell me how underpaid I am. When I saw Tyreek go and get $30 million a year in the back of my head, I was like, man, that's two or three times what I'm making right now. I'm like, the free agent market looks like fun until you go somewhere and you don't win. You see how much more money you could be making, and yeah, it hits you in the gut a little bit. It makes you think you're being taken advantage of. You're being taken advantage of. Shady, I don't like the sound of that coming from what will likely go down as the best receiving tight end and maybe the best tight end in the game of football ever. That's how good Travis Kelsey is. But what was your reaction to the comments when you read it, when you heard him? You know what? I, I truly loved it, though. And, and as you read it, and I read it also, it, it, it made me feel like he was being honest for a second, yep. right? I think you see Travis Kelsey scoring touchdowns, having, having celebrations, right? Hugging Big Red, Patrick Mahomes, having them great times. But... He had a moment to talk about, like, you know what? Yeah, I love all that. But this, when I sit back and I think, like, dang, I'm really not getting paid my true value. And he's really not. I mean, he's making, what, 14-something a year? Which I think the top of the charts is Darren Waller with 17 million. Like, mm -hmm. we know what's up with that. In 2020, he signed a deal for, what, $22 million guaranteed? We know he's much more than that. But I think it's a matter of just being honest, like he talked about. But also realizing, that, listen, I'm with one of the best offensive dynasties we've seen in a long time. Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes might go down as one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. Andy Reid, we already know what he's about. Planning with that, every year he, in his mind, when he's training in the offseason, he's thinking like, yo, I'm probably going to be in a conference game yep. or the Super Bowl. Yep. And I can, I can tell you this, 85% of the players that's playing and training, they're not thinking that. I'm just trying to see what happens this mm -hmm. year. Where he knows. So it's, it's the gift and the curse. It's yeah. the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And I think that he's made so much money. He has stuff off the, off the field with endorsements and et cetera. And if you had to pick and choose, I think, not most, but some would pick, yo, I'd rather have a great career, yep. Hall of Fame career, make money off the field and make solid money um, um, as far as the salary. But they want to win and win championships. Joy, you had a really interesting take on this before the show. Well, I, I, I struggle with the being taken advantage of thing because it is his choice, right, to not go hit the market and not try and go get more money. So it's twofold to me. One, I fully understand his choice to stay with a dynasty in the making in Kansas City. You thought, <laughs> in the making in Kansas City and be playing late into the postseason in those primetime games and winning Super Bowls, which leads to Saturday Night Live and lots of yeah. other things outside of football. And he's going to have an incredible career because of all of those things and opportunities that winning provides him. Hmm. But also when you're not being paid, which you know you're worth, it can be frustrating, and he was being honest and transparent about that. We know this is a salary cap league. If you're going to make high dollars, it's going to affect other things, so you're making choices here. But what frustrates me about what's happening with Travis and the tight end position in general is I really believe the high end receiving tight ends, the, the real targets in the way that Kelsey, Waller, um, Kittle. Kittle, Kittle are – there's such a big gap between a regular guy who plays tight end and those guys. And those guys are, to me, more valuable than some of the top wide receivers in the league. Mm -hmm. So I do think that the scale for tight ends is very – I don't want to say unfair. It's not correct. Like, Travis Kelsey should be making more than a lot of the wide receivers that are above him in the league. Mm. So, to me, I get his frustration, but I also feel like it's a bigger conversation of what the value of someone like a Travis Kelsey and a Kittle are. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. Slick, you had a thought. Yeah, uh, look, I, I think any great player 
on a, on a great team faces this question in a sport with the salary cap. Yeah. And the one thing that I don't what understand. Uh, the question, do I want to get paid as much as I possibly can? Or do I want to be on a team that wins? And with the second part, you have to trust that your team is capable, your management is capable of taking the money that they are saving on you mm -hmm. and utilizing it to build a team that's going to win. The, uh, Joy brought it up, and this is the one element that I, don't, um, that I don't know. I wish I had a graph for or understanding of, which is how much money does Travis Kelsey make off of the field mm. because he's on a Super Bowl winning team? Now, I know that personality and individual success drives it to a certain, a certain point, but being a Super Bowl champion and having the platform that he does certainly brings him a lot of money off the mm -hmm. field. The other big question I have is, why is his manager and agent telling him that he's underpaid? Like, I, they you get know, more I'll, I'll, I'll throw that out gets, to you guys. When he gets paid more, they get they paid. Get paid I more. understand that. But who is supposed to be getting him paid the way he's supposed well, to get but paid? If, but, if the, but if he's saying, I don't want to go for the top dollar because right. I want to stay with a team that's going to pay me this. So they're saying the opportunity is, is there yeah, for you. He is the one that is preventing them from Got getting it. him Got the it. money, Got thereby getting Got themselves more money. And, and the contract, right, like, like, okay, so I've been there, right, where... I didn't have no money for real. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I got to get paid. I'm getting to my third year. And Jamal Charles signed a terrible deal. A, ter a terrible, terrible deal. But I'm like, man, listen, I'll, t I'll take that $15 million deal right now. I need it. And Drew's like, yo, don't you tripping. Chill. No, I got this. And we would have arguments because he wanted me to get more money. And then that's what happened. I waited. And then he was right. I got way more money than Jamal. Mm. But the point is I, I could see Travis. Like, listen, I love it here. I love Kansas City. My family comes here all the time. I have a great core with my quarterback. I love Andy Reid. We're winning Super Bowls. We're, we're in a conference game every year. Yeah. So I can see him and his agent going back and forth. And I, I can see his agent every day. Dog. After they have a great game, he calls, man, Trav, yo, he, great game, but, bro, you, you deserve another mm -hmm. 10 million. Mm -hmm. So I can see that argument. And when him talking about it, he probably just reflecting, like, going back here's, forth with his agent. Here's the other part, though. So he's on a four-year, $57 million deal. Mm -hmm. He signed that in 2020, yep. before the 2020 season. So a lot of the success that has elevated Kelsey to this place where he's looking at it going, man, I, I could be making way more money now, is, has been generated over the last three years. He, when, when he signed this, do we know that we were going to well, no, he he was gonna have the same... Oh. The same plot. Yeah, you Travis. look at him exactly the same way now as you did three years yeah. ago. Six. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Kelsey's Kelsey okay. been getting busy for about five. The, the interesting thing for me is this. One, I love it because rarely do you see athletes be vulnerable. Busy. Like, athletes, yeah. be big, like yeah. athletes don't keep it real. And yeah. we talked about it pre-show. He is, to some degree, talking out both sides of his mouth. But if you're ever honest about anything in life, you have to talk about both sides of your mouth. You're in a relationship. Some parts of him or her you love. Some parts of him or her you hate. You can lie to yourself and everybody else, and everything is great. But it ain't real. Right. And Kelsey's like, look, I love winning. But nothing is tougher on individuals oftentimes when you and your homeboy who were making the same amount of bread and you watch them leave and go make three or four or two times as much money as you making when you know you are just as good, if not better than them. And that's, he, that's he watched Tyreek Hill walk yeah. out but the door. Tyreek is see, a Ty wide receiver. But not, not even that part. Tyreek did the same thing. Mm -hmm. So this is how that went down. I, you know, my people, you know, I know what's going on. The Big Red, my man. You know, Brett Veach, the GM, my guy. Anyway... Tyreek Hill wanted more money. He said, look, coach, just give me, you know what? I think the, I, I can't forget the number that he offered him, but it was like, hey, look, it wasn't number one 
uh, um, you know, highest paid. Yeah. He said, all right, I don't want to be number one. At least give me like, like top three. And I don't think it was top three money. So they couldn't work it out. He wasn't going to do what Travis did. He's not going to say, okay, listen, I just want to be paid a nice number, yeah. undervalued what I am, and I'll be here with the team. He didn't want to do that. So he goes to the, the Miami, Andy Reid, so great. He said, listen, either the Dol- is the Dolphins or it was the Jets. He said, oh, man, I want to go to the Dolphins. Made that trade, boom. Where Travis didn't want to go that route. Yeah. So I could see why he's like, dang, if, I, if I'd have did what Tyreek did, I'd have had way more money. But you can't go back it on is, it. Once you con- do it, you do it. Yeah, I mean, it's conflicting. I understand that. But, uh, again, he's not, he wasn't going to get $30 million a year. That's what wide receivers are paid. So, he could have got 20. Yeah. Trav could have got 20. He could have. Could, Darren Waller got 17. That was still $10 million. I mean, well, 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 like, every position I, I guess is. my argument is I, on, there's two sides of it. One, I feel like the top-level tight ends, this – pay scale should change yeah. starting this campaign. <laughs> I just don't think it's reasonable. Like, Travis Kelsey is way more valuable than the – don't let me go down this list. But the real kicker is Kelsey would have to be the one to do it. Kelsey would mm. – remember, Jimmy Graham tried. We talked about mm. this pre-show. When I believe it was the Saints who tried to tag oh, yeah. Jimmy Graham, yeah. and he was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't tag me as a tight right. end. Right. Because right. I, I lead the league in receiving yeah. touchdowns. My hands like, never on the dirt as much all, as I'm outside. Jimmy Graham was always standing up. So Jimmy's like, don't tag me as a yeah. tight end. Yeah. But to me, truth be told, it's Kelsey – it's maybe Andrews. Kittle could try to make the argument, but Kittle's hurt so often. That's really Kittle's dilemma. It's really Kelsey who would have to say, y'all got to run me 25. Somebody somewhere has to run me $25 million. And I think he could – I don't know. I don't no. know how it works. But, like, that, that to me that is – would be a bad that team. That to me is a really – it would be a bad team, yes. But I, I do think it is a dilemma within the NFL. It's a shift that's happened with tight ends because – the pay scale was based off of a tight, a true definition of a tight end. And Travis Kelsey is not that. He's a receiving tight end, yeah, and he's that, that valuable to an offense. But the other part with Kelsey that I've, I find conflicting, where I understand why Tyreek would leave, is that after you win, go make your money. Make your bed. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you're a walk-in Hall of Famer. No one's going to blame you if you walk. go and get a bag that you're really only going to get while you're playing in the NFL. Yeah. Like, there's future bags to get, and he will because he has that profile. But you're a winner. You're a champ. You've, you've done all the things that you need to do. You can do more. But yeah. what becomes more important to you, getting that kind of money or continuing with this team when you have already established yourself as a future Hall of Famer. Shady, is there ever a fear, because you've been that, pro, that elite pro bowler, all pro player, is there ever a fear where it's like, man, maybe I might not get as busy in somewhere else, and or maybe I just love where I'm at. You was a PA yeah, yeah. guy through and yep, through. Born in, or, you, were, you grew up in PA, went to Pitt, played for the Eagles. You never would have left Philly if it was up to you, yeah, regardless of nothing. That's a good point. So first of all, when you're nice, you never think about, I can't get busy in any other offense. You think I'm a good player, I'm going to get busy in any offense. And the second part is like, when it comes to the money part, like, it depends how much you love the city you're in. I think Travis loves yeah, KC. He loves KC. You can tell. Where mm-hmm. I, think, I think Tyreek Hill probably loves it. But obviously, he didn't love it as much as Travis did because he wanted, he wanted to get his money in Miami with the, no taxes, right? <laughs> if it was up to me in Philadelphia, I, probably, I made more money in um, Buffalo, right? But I would have took less and stayed in Philadelphia. And me and Chip kind of worked it out. Because I just, I just, I'm, it's the hometown. It's the home team. I'm from, from there. I'm an hour away from Philadelphia. So, and I love the team. I love the, the, the fans, the community. I would have definitely took a little less. Hmm. Wait, let me say, I'll take a little less. Because <laughs> it worked out. It's funny, Slick, you brought up a great point. You said, well, how much has Travis Kelsey been elevated by winning Super Bowls and playing for Super Bowl teams? I wanted to agree with you, but before the show, I thought about it, and I was like, any tight end that gets busy, whether you win or you don't win, they all kind of make it on TV. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
uh, Saturday Night Live I'm hosting just, that? I'm not saying hosting it, I but see, I'm saying... I've only seen two tight ends get, get, get that type of exposure. And it's him, and who's the other one? Gronk. I agree. I yeah. ain't seen no other but, tight end. But all of them... Come on. And, Tony both, Gonz- and how did they get and it? And they're both champs. They're sure, both right. champions. Yeah. Right. They're both dominant. Tony, Tony Gonzalez. Jason Witten. Like, these are not other the same, guys. Not, not with, the same level. Wynn was a great player, but he, he wasn't they, on they've the They've made that jump. Yeah, they but made they, that but jump. They, but they haven't made the jump. They're, those guys are on TV. Tony has Those guys were on Saturday Night Jason Live. Witten was handed a job straight from retirement without even retiring. Uh, uh, that's, that's not the same that's thing the same as, thing. like, commercials, hosting yeah, that, Saturday that, Night Live. That's still within, the, see that's still within the sport. In, in the Vanity on. Fair piece, the reason he got Saturday Night Live was because they he won the Super Bowl. Of course, Bowl. of course. Oh, but I'm saying the doors are still going to be open because guest hosting Saturday Night Live is cool, but that's not providing – the bags are going to be there is what I'm saying. Like the bags for are them type of guys. Okay. for hey, those type of guys. Mr. Mr. Bachelor, like, <laughs> we, all, we all know, we all know when you can step outside of the sports stream of course. and hit the mainstream. It's different. You ain't lying. You ain't. He got it. You got a rose Checkmate. on right now. Checkmate. You got a rose he, on you right he, now. He, he got it. It's time for me to go to break. It's time for me to go to break. Oh, well played, Slick. Well played, Slick. I like that. I'll do what I can. All right, times have been tough in New England as we come back from the break. We got to talk about what in the world has gone wrong for the Patriots since Tom Brady's departure. What is holding the Patriots back? And is Bill Belichick to blame? I love this show. I really do. I really do. No roses being handed out here. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Patriots, they have missed the playoffs twice since Tom Brady's departure in 2020. But New England owner Robert Kraft is staying, staying confident. He said, quote, we probably play in the toughest division in football. That's true. But I also love our team. He says they have lofty goals for the upcoming season, saying the one thing he wants is, quote, number seven, meaning, of course, a seventh Super Bowl ring. Shady, you got two. You got number two. You got two Super Bowl rings. So you know what it takes. You know what it is. What in the world is holding the Patriots back from number seven? The, guy, the, 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 the gentleman speaking. Bill Belichick. I mean, like, 
Oh, Kraft. Uh, Belichick. Belichick, yeah. Is that the one I was talking about? Kraft was Kraft. Oh, Kraft. Was oh, my bad, Kraft. I like Kraft. <laughs> but it's time for him to open up his eyes, too, a little bit. It's over. The, the, the Patriots run is over with. I think what's holding him back is Bill Belichick. His time has come. It's time to go. Move on. Hmm. You did a great job while you and Tom, well, while Tom did it and you was there. <laughs> now that time is over with. I'm being serious. They have no real identity. When I, when I watch the Patriots, I, I'm trying to figure out what type of team is it. Are they going to be a tough physical team? Mm-hmm. Are they going to just run the mm-hmm. ball? Like, what are they trying to do? Mm-hmm. I, I read the reports out. Their quarterback, they're not sure if Mac mm-hmm. is the one, the guy. Mm-hmm. Now he said, I'm trying to fight mm-hmm. back to show I'm the, I'm, I'm the quarterback for this team. They have in and out and changing the, the, the coaches. Are they here? Are they not here? Are they, what are they doing? Then I look at just overall, like, they're, they're in a division where they used to dominate it. Now they're the worst team in the division. So when you ask this, this question, I'm trying to be serious, like, you gonna win seven championships? What? Like, are you gonna get to the playoffs again? Mm. This is a true question. Are you? I don't see no playmakers. I don't see no no, no skill players. I don't I don't see it. I thought they drafted well this year, but I just think it's time for for Bill Belichick. His time has come, and, and it always happens like this. I mean, you see great players, they get older. Get some coaches, they get older, and I think mm. his time is over. Unless Tom Brady's coming back, you know what he is with Tom Brady. But the question is, do you know what he is without Tom Brady? That's a great question. I ain't got a great answer. Slick, where do you stand? Uh, I, I, it is Bill Belichick, but it's not Bill Belichick and his inability to coach. It's hard for me to believe that suddenly Bill is incapable of coaching a great team. It's his approach. Like, when you're, when you're winning Super Bowls and you have a player like Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski who are engaging and go out there – you can play this game of I don't talk to anybody. I don't tell anybody what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't have to say anything, and I can treat people any way I want. But they're a startup now. They have a legacy brand, but they need to approach building this team as a startup. And that's where Bill has to change. And Now, whether he's capable or not, but the idea that he can't coach a successful team, I just – there's too much evidence of all the players that he's brought along, the defenses that he's built, the teams that he's built overall. Yes, Tom Brady was obviously a big part of that, but he wasn't the only part. Mm. When does but, that expire? Mm. Like, part? you don't drive what a part? car forever. Mm. The fact that, like, Bill Belichick, we know he could coach successful teams. Right. Could, right. being the operative word. Right. Past tense. At what point do we have to say to ourselves, you know what, maybe he can no longer coach successful teams? Teams. Mm. Okay, so are we going to say that, and I hate to cross sports here, but that Greg Popovich can't coach anymore? Because they haven't had we will a find certain out. degree of success. We will right find here. out now and that it, he has a guy. Right. But, but just to use that comparison, you see what San Antonio is doing. So they got Victor Wembanyama. Mm-hmm. What are they doing to cultivate the image of the Spurs and why Wembanyama should be happy to be there and why they're getting Wembanyama to say, I'm happy to be here? This isn't Greg Popovich. It's Tim Duncan. It's Sean Elliott. Admiral, yeah. It's David Robinson. It's bringing these guys out, and they're giving this image like, ooh, this is a place for me to be. Shady, we were talking about it before we came on air in the segment. Like, the impression that you have of the New England Patriots from players' perspective is, I don't want to go there. Like, it's not a place that I want to play. Like, Bill needs needs to change that image. And when you have all this talk about Mac Jones struggling and whether he's the guy or not, and there's no answer to the other side, no, Mac Jones is our guy, or this is why you should want to play in New England, when you're not getting anything, it used to be, well, the answer was you want to play here because you're going to win a Super Bowl ring. Mm -hmm. You don't have that as your selling point point anymore. So now, Bill or whoever, however you present that, 
You need to present a reason why people should want to come to play for the Patriots. Um, I mean, they're a DVD player. <laughs> What's <you mean? laughs> DVD yeah, player. Last time you seen a DVD player? In years. Mm-hmm. You got DVDs in, in, your, in the house? <laughs> I know more. I saw a DVD player uh, last week, and I was like, wow, this should be like a museum. It's cool. I haven't seen one of these. An alarm clock, radio only, no, no, no airplay, couldn't connect the phone to it. You were buying it. that thing, though. Uh, I, it had dust on it. The point is, they don't have the talent, and they have a system of we over me and the Patriot way, but it's a new world. And everyone else has updated. And now, if I want to play music from my phone, I don't have to plug it into the thing that's sitting on there. I just connect the Bluetooth, and then I play my music. Like, they're functioning as a clock radio. Mm. It's very useful, but I have the time on my phone already. Mm -hmm. They don't want to update to the modern NFL. That worked, and it worked with extreme success for a long time. But times change, and Mm. if you don't want to update then you are going to be stuck trying to do something the same way that you've done it without the talent and without your leader of Tom Brady, who provided the entire structure for that to work. The reason the Patriot way worked was because Tom believed in it and he marched those orders at the highest level. And if Tom, the greatest quarterback of all time, is going to tell you to do something and tell you to leave your ego at the door and tell you that we don't do things like that around here, you're not going to do it because who's going to say something to Tom Brady? Now, you might say something to Bill Belichick if Tom Brady's not there, but it's a different world. What you need, just just do the 2020s. What you need to win a Super Bowl, what you need to be in, an, in a in championship weekend is a great quarterback, great quarterback. You need an offensive coach or an, an excellent offensive coordinator at best. You need a good to great defense, and you need high-level Skill positions, playmakers, if you will, on the offensive side of the ball. <laughs> 2020, Kansas City, Buffalo. They fit that criteria, correct? Mm-hmm. AFC Championships. Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Check, 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 check. Cincinnati, Kansas City, 2021. Rams, San Francisco. This year, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, San Francisco. Do we see a pattern? The world has upgraded and the Patriots are not built that way. Well, well, let me ask about the upgrade thing you're, you're talking about, because I, I totally agree. What's the upgrade? Is it Belichick? Is he getting upgraded? No, no, no. I'm say, yeah, I, I agree. I'm saying that Bill Belichick is not catching up with the way that the NFL has changed. There's a way that you have to build a team, construct yeah. a team, in order to win at least in the I, last I just, three years. I mean, I just think that, like, I think that's every team's strategy. They want to do that. They want to have a great quarterback. They want to have great players. It's hard to do. All I'm saying is with Belichick, it's time for him to roll, though. It's time for him to go. Give him his walking papers. I'm being serious. You don't think he can coach anymore? I, I just don't see it. I, I don't even say that he can't coach. I, I, I would never disrespect him and say he can't coach. Can't say that about him. I just don't see it. I don't see where they're developing these players. I don't see where this, this great defense. I, I, don't, I don't see it. I, when I look at that division, I'm like, wow. Bill Belichick, they're the greatest coach that we've ever seen, has the worst team in the division. How much do you think that's because they don't have the talent as opposed to... But, 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 I'm but, saying, but to Shady's but, point, uh, like... They've been... So they've... they've Supposedly they had good players. You talk, you just named all these great defensive players they had, mm-hmm. right? You just said it. Well, they had Brady. They didn't have all these great. They had some good players, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I want to say even on some of the championship uh, um, teams, um, um, championship teams offensively they never had great. Like players. wide receivers, right. like, yeah, like you know, you, the best receiver you probably have was what Randy, and then you would go with. Um, they didn't even win that year. They didn't win that year. Mm-hmm. Edelman, Hogan, Ed- Ed- Edelman. That's what I was trying to say. Yep. Julian Edelman. If I would say that in some of them championship games, he was the best wide receiver. 
He's a good. He's a good wide receiver. Seventh round pick. He ain't like he ain't like like super dominant or, or like great. Right. right. I'm just saying. So when we talk about they even need more talent. I've seen him win with less talent. Correct. That's but it was a different time in the NFL is what I'm saying. Like, I, we're saying the same thing. I don't think that Bill Belichick is capable of creating and building teams the way that you have to do it in order to be competitive at the highest level in Correct. the NFL anymore. At the time that he was building teams those, way, those ways, other teams around the NFL built them the same way and won that way. We can go down the list of teams that won with just defense. You can't do that anymore. You're not going to be able to keep up with the Kansas City. You can't keep up with the Bengals. You can have a good defense, but you're not going to win solely the, on defense. The other dilemma, though, is Belichick had the great eraser in Tom Brady. That's really yes, what Yes, he did. Because like, if, if prime Brady was on this Patriots team, they would be fine. Right. Right. You, you'd find a way to make Juju Smith, Devontae Parker, Hunter Henry, uh, Ramondre Stevenson. You'd find a way to make them be okay. But he doesn't have the great eraser anymore. Shady's point. Wes Welker was a undrafted player, I believe, out of Texas. Attack. Mm. Julian Edelman was a seventh-round pick, former quarterback. Yep. James White was a third-round, one-dimensional running back out of Wisconsin. Uh, Rob Gronkowski was a second-round pick, obviously a beast, but a second-round pick. So Tom Brady just made everybody. Of course, better. the first line I have: What's holding the Patriots back? The fact that they don't have Tom Brady. Correct. But the question isn't: Should they go get Tom Brady to come back and play in the NFL? The question is: Are the Patriots? Knowing that Tom Brady is not coming back. Right. They're incapable. Able to build a team that can compete in the modern NFL. And no. I don't believe that they can. But it's even to Shady's point, to your point, it's not even just are the Patriots. Because who are the Patriots? Bill the Belichick. Bingo. The first, but the first thing the I said, I said yo, they do not have no identity no more. Yep. Right. What are the Patriots? The That's pa the question. The Patriots are Belichick. And truth be told, and Shady, you've said it. It's and time, It dog. sounds bad, but <laughs> without Tom Brady, what has Bill Belichick accomplished as a head coach? In 2000, uh, 2008, I believe Tom Brady tore his ACL. Matt Castle Matt went 11-5. and five. They didn't make the playoffs. playoffs. They didn't. Mm -mm. Without Tom Brady in 2020, Cam Newton starts. They go 9-6. and Cam goes 9-6. and six. The Patriots go to the playoffs, and they lose by 30 to the Buffalo Bills. That's right. The last two years with Matt Jones and Matt Jones... Uh, it's, they, it's, it's, been a, it's been a favorite Matt to battle. Jones, excuse me, went, went to the playoffs. Favorite to battle. And they got smacked. It was Matt who went to the playoffs, and they got smacked. So... Who is Belichick? He did win a year with Matt Castle. He won, yeah, 11-5. Yeah, yeah, he they just didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. And on top of that, you know what that should do? Ser I'm being serious now. The same way they, they like, all the greats, like Kobe Bryant had the world tour, right? Mm -hmm. We should have it given him a world, yeah. He deserves it. He, he is a, listen, he's earned everything he has, yep. right? He, he put him up there with the top, court, or, or, uh, top coaches if you want. That's cool. But now it's over. Like you just talked about, it's a new day and age. All, that way, he, that, that Patriots way. I don't even know what that is, for real. I'm going to be honest. That might be the Tom Brady way. We should change the rule right now. I would agree. It's a Tom I would agree. Brady way. I would agree. <sighs> I would agree. It is so hard for me. It's hard. I, I know I, it's hard. No, no, no. <laughs> I get. But you can say it. Go ahead and say it. I get that Tom Brady was what made them yeah, perennial Super Bowl contenders. Yes. Right. Yeah. The idea that Bill Belichick can't coach a team that gets to the playoffs well, who, is who really... cares about coaching to get to the playoffs? Okay, the, that, Patriots are talking, the Patriots are talking. The Patriots were a dynasty. Like in order to, and, and Tom Brady immediately went to Tampa Bay and won a championship. So if you're talking about writing the next chapter of Belichick and, and how he's able to reconstruct the team without Tom Brady, they have to compete Slick. for championships. Well, but that's what I'm trying to clarify here, though. I'm going to watch this. Right. That's what I'm trying to clarify here, yeah. though, is, is how, much, how, how, how much better did Tom Brady Make the Patriots all the way better. From all what? The way. This, this, Patrick Mahomes. This. Patrick Mahomes. See, I, I'm not lead, sure. If Patrick Mahomes leads the Chiefs. 
I can, still be good. I can guarantee you Andy Reid will make sure that Chiefs team will get to the playoffs. They'll be a good team. They'll still be 12-5. and five. How many games do you play? I mean, Pat, and Pat is like all world. Pat's okay, the guy. Okay. He makes them a difference. Okay. The championship winning team. That's my but, point, though. That's my point, though. Bill, we, we can't see none of that with Bill. So you don't think Bill Belichick can do that? Bill Belichick is not in Bill, Andy Reid's This is not camp. what I'm saying. This is what the numbers say. The numbers this is what say. he's done. He's really a five more track You could really, though. Without Patrick Mahomes. And what did he do? That's right. Let's talk about it. He, he was good. They're going to win. Yeah. I, I kept hearing how Although, Alex Smith was a bust. I kept hearing that. Mm-hmm. He going to the Chiefs. He going to Pro Bowls and Pro Bowls. They winning. They did playoffs. Come on, Slick. Playoffs, not championships. Agreed. But they're going to win no more championships. He ain't going to the playoffs. That's not my point. That's not my point. What you saying? What you saying? Watch him talk about Andy. Watch him talk about Andy. My point is, can can Bill coach the Patriots to be a playoff team? Because you're saying, well, of course he can. He did that. They made a small dirty. Like, perennial playoff team, no. He's done it once. Yeah, that's my point. Perennial playoff team, no. And that's not what we're talking about. Bob Kraft's talking about another championship. He's the one that said it. I didn't say it. He said it. And you know what's funny? When they asked Bill Belichick about... Are you optimistic going forward about this team? You know what, what he, he said? said? He said, oh, the, the last 17 he years? Said, yes, based upon my history. Right. No, no, he, no. he knows the rap. I'm not, I'm, I'm not debating this, and I have kind of moved it to a different subject. I'm just trying to get a read on you don't hear it, bro. what we think of. It's over for him. That's it's not, done. What we think about it. You don't want to hear it. Yes, yes. I think I, I think feel like we, retirement. They're, they're, we're, we're downgrading him so massively I have an immense respect for Bill Belichick. I just believe that Bill Belichick's style and I think his, his approach and how he builds teams and how he coaches was perfect for the era. Everything aligned. It was perfect for the era in which they had success, and he also happened to have the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't, that think, Joey. I don't, I don't that think it applies now. Let's say the, I, let's say the I, number. I, 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 let's I say just, number 12. I just think it was, yeah. Yeah, all this, all this, all this cool. They built teams different ways. Man. They won championships yeah. off defense. Like, there's yeah. there's plenty of evidence yeah. that it was a different time in the NFL. It, it literally was a different time. There were different rules. It was? It was time number 12. That's the time it was. I agree, but I'm saying that you can't take away the fact that they won championships. That sound cool. Why? Then why it look way different now? It is way different. It's because it's a new NFL and because Tom Brady's not there. I'm not buying that. The this new NFL stuff. All I'm saying is this: one player is gone. It looks totally different. If, but you subscribe look to the totally no- different. You, shady subscribe to the notion that it was all Tom. Yeah. I'm more shady in all honesty yeah. than like hey, I am. I think without Tom Brady, Bill Belichick is a fringe playoff coach. They're not a. What was what was the, what were the Patriots the last year that? Give me some. Give me some. What were the Patriots the last year that, that Brady was there? Speaking of truth, I think they won 12 games. They lost to the Tennessee Titans on the way out. The last and he left. time he was there, and then Brady was dipped out. The what biggest, year was that? The most notable for me, though, Joy. The most notable. They not even getting there. And no this more. is the one that should tell it all for everybody once and for all. The Patriots went. 19-0 or 18-0 with Tom Brady, I believe it was in 2007. Perfect team. Next year, you run that team back. Tom Brady gets hurt. Matt Castle steps in. You go 11-5 and five and you don't make the playoffs. No more needs to be said. Like, you had a Who's crazy roster. That? You had th- th- That to me is the point of Bill Belichick. That showed exactly who Bill Belichick is. Yeah, so what the, you're the saying players is players play the game. You're saying if you take the best quarterback uh, in the history of the NFL off a really good team, they're not going to be as good? The no, they're not going to make the playoffs. Whereas, like, if you take Patrick Mahomes away from the Chiefs, the Chiefs are still going to the playoffs year in and year out. Period. Are they winning? But we're not talking about making the playoffs. Well, well, I'm, what, I, what he's trying to say is that so 
if one organization can do that and go to the playoffs without their superstar quarterback, and if one team take their superstar quarterback and they came and they're barely making the playoffs. Then Andy Reid is a better coach than Bill Belichick. I mean, I knew that. You know what's funny? The world will laugh at you if you say that. I know. But the real truth is, come on. I know. Bill can't touch Andy You're also saying that Bill Belichick is vastly overrated. Yeah, you could make that. Oh, I've been saying that. You could for sure. And if anybody had the time to listen, you could easily make and win that case. But he got six chips. Greatest coach of all time. Good job, Tom. Coming up, Saquon Barkley is still sitting out of the Giants' off-season program. I love Belichick conversations. I just love them so much. <laughs> what should the Giants do about their superstar running back, the driving force of that team, Saquon? There is drama with the Giants. We will break it down next on Speed. People on not like the truth. It, it, it sounds bad. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Saquon Barkley, he played a huge role in getting the Giants not just to the playoffs, but helping them win a playoff game. Now, he received the franchise tag. Most importantly, he's yet to sign it. Missing the team's offseason program hasn't kept their running back and his quarterback from working out together. Quarterback Daniel Jones said he's still talking to Barkley all the time, and he hopes the two sides can come together. Shady, you are the running back at the desk. So the question is not about Saquon Barkley, because to some degree, his hands are tied. He can sign the franchise tag worth a little over north of $10 million. He has until July 17th to have a long-term deal. If a long-term deal is not done by July 17th, it's franchise tag or bust. The question, though, the Giants have an irritated running back. The running back's the biggest conduit to their success. What should the Giants do? <clears throat> you switched that up on me, huh? Switched it up on you, Coach. Mm. Y'all should sign Saquon. I think you long should Long-term? Long-term. Mm-hmm. It depends what you say long-term. Break it down. I would give him a three-year deal, maybe two guaranteed. That's it. Right? If you're, if you're nervous of him being injured, you know, nervous of him not being consistent, give him a two-year deal. A three-year deal, two guaranteed, or give him a two-year two deal. years guaranteed, that is. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, you, I think you could play with this number. I think it's a matter of, like, how much he wants. So if the franchise tag is $10 million, I would give him a little bit more than $10 million, maybe mm-hmm. 12 12 and a half. Because, like, I, I'm trying to put myself as the, the, the Giants. If it's me, I would love for him to, to pay Saquon at the top of the market. Then, then uh, Jacobs be next for, yep. for Raiders. Josh Jacobs, yeah. But it's not like that. So for the Giants, it's like, okay, how can we pay our best player on offense and on defense? Because you need him. You can play that game you want, but you need him. So maybe a little bit more than the tag and, and, and try to sign him. Because if not, it's like you're going to go to this game where, all right, we, as, as Brian Dayball and the new, new coaching staff, they come to New York. First year, they go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. First year, they win a playoff game. You want to build on that momentum. Mm-hmm. Now you go to the second year, you know, and everybody's expecting a big year from the Giants. You want to add on to what you did last year, but you don't have your best player. I don't like how that sits. It's like I don't want Saquon to not play this year. I hate when players do that. Get that $10 million. Mm-hmm. I know you don't want to, but get it. But I want them to find a deal somewhere, somehow. But it's going to be hard to do. I, I mean, I agree. I would do, do I, I don't know what the conflict is to giving him a three-year deal with two guaranteed. That's it. That's it. I, I mean, yeah. I feel like a crazy person, but I'm telling you, the feeling in New York is that Daniel Jones is the second coming of Joe Montana. 
That's what they're doing. That's what I've been told. That's what they're telling me. They're telling me that Daniel Jones is a better player than Saquon. Daniel Jones is going to be fine no matter who's running the ball, that Saquon is not that important to this team. They are DJ is the future, and they're good. They, they've, they, they're all set up for whatever kind of future that they think they have. Now, personally, I disagree, but that's what I've been told. Personally, I feel like Saquon is the only reason, really, that we've ever talked about the Giants in the past couple years because they've been terrible, and he has been a star, and we have been disappointed in his not as lack of availability. Mm. But when he is good and he's available, what happens? Now, some might say that it was Daniel Jones that got them to the playoffs and won the playoff game. I would tend to disagree. I think he played a role. I think a bigger part of that was the success and the stardom of Saquon. So, in my opinion, you give him a two-year deal, or three-year deal, two guaranteed. Yeah. You keep the core of the team that got you where you are right now, continue to build on that, and see what happens. But I, I just don't think, even, the, even his injury problems to me, his, the level of star that he is surpasses that for me. I think they're in a dilemma, and I think Saquon's in a dilemma, because truth be told, Shady, you know this, you've lived it out. You really can only cash in one good time as a running back in this day and age. You might be able to cash in twice. You might be able to cash in twice. But if you're Saquon and you're a first-round pick, it's usually one good time because they'll pick up the fifth-year option, and then they're going to pay you. By the time they pay you, you're about 28, 29, mm-hmm. and that 28, 29-year-old bag ain't going to be the same bag as that 25-year-old What if bag? you like super, super crazy, getting on crazy work as a second-rounder? Can you get more than <laughs> <laughs> There's only one LaShawn McCoy. Oh, so I think if I'm the Giants, I would do what, I would do what they're doing. That's yeah. very simple. Hey, you got a one-year deal, bro. You got a one-year deal, $10 million. If you go out there and you ball out again, we can have another conversation then. Or we don't have to have another conversation then. If you want to walk then, right. go ahead and walk. But as I look at it, he balled out this year. And Saquon, when he is out there and available, he is a dude. But the year before, 500 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. The year before, 34 rushing yards. Mm-hmm. He played 13 games in the 500-yard season. He played two games in the 34-yard season. You can't afford to give Saquon Barkley yeah. long-term money because he ain't giving you long-term results. There you Short-term go. results? Short-term money. Long-term results, long-term money. It's really that simple for businessmen. That's the heart of it. I can't erase his lack of availability. I can look at him as talented. I can look at him as being an important part of what we are. But I can't pay him going forward assuming he's going to be there when he hasn't been there in the past. So they supposedly made an offer at one point of $14 million per multiple years. Very vague on what the terms Mm -hmm. were. But... Saquon didn't want it, uh, presumably because there wasn't enough guaranteed Guaranteed, money in it. But I I totally understand why the Giants would approach it that way, where it's, we'll pay you 14 per if you are playing. You're going to make that. Yep. Or we'll just go one year and 10 mil. And here's, again, this goes a little bit to our Travis Kelsey conversation about what you're making off the field. I can't ignore the fact that Saquon Barkley having a good reputation, being a fan favorite, doing everything, being on the field, doing all of that the in the largest media in market York. in the world, that. Yeah. New York. Big. that there is value off all the day. field as a result Bro, of that. If Saquon didn't play for the Giants, if we're being honest, it would, we wouldn't be talking about it's a Saquon. Different story. But, but yeah. that's, that's most, I think, New York Giants Fair. players. Like, Absolutely. Even like okay. a Victor Cruz is one of the ones. Yep. He's a great player, but it's quick, but playing for New York. And then Odell Beckham. Yep. He makes that one-hand catch like that yep. with the Buffalo Bills. You trade him Browns. Or, 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 or Sammy Watkins, and you switch them because they was the same draft. It, it won't be as big. New York Giants point. is like big time. That's my point. Off so 
I believe that what Saquon has to do, this is an answer to the question, what the Giants have to do is what they're doing. What Saquon has to do is kind of expand his view and say, there are other ways for me to make money if I play for the Giants next year yeah. and we have the same success. No doubt Giants, about it. pay that man, Giants. Stop playing. Come on. Pay him more. I mean, take him offering $10 million. Pay him. No, I mean, I think they'll be fine with just Daniel Jones. <laughs> he has <laughs> such a great reputation of all, all these years, being consistent. I'm you speaking of that, man. Great, great reputations of being consistent. How about Chris Paul? He's a warrior now, but will playing behind Steph Curry hurt his legacy? You're talking about a top five point guard as a backup? Where they do that at, y'all? We got to talk about CP's legacy, and is it on the line? That's next on Speed. I, really like, I like Daniel Jones. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. After competing against each other for more than a decade, Chris Paul, Steph Curry are, are now teammates in Golden State. Paul likely to transition to a bench role for the first time in his illustrious career, but said he's excited to play alongside Steph Curry. Slick, the real question for me is this. I'm a little still distraught trying to place Chris Paul yeah. with the Warriors. The Warriors have kept Chris Paul from chips. I believe in 2014, mm -hmm. Chris Paul kept the Warriors from advancing. So I'm a little distraught seeing this relationship now come together, but... You can't tell me that Chris Paul backing up Steph Curry on his way out does not hurt Chris Paul's legacy. Like, is playing behind Steph and coming off the bench going to hurt his legacy or no? No. Why? Well, I have to ask the question because as I see it, were we considering Steph Curry and Chris Paul in competition for what? But do, do we not already elevate Steph Curry above Chris Paul at this point? We were talking about Steph Curry and wrongly so, but like, who's the better, who's the better all-time point guard? Magic. If Steph gets another ring, is he better than Magic, yeah. right? We've never had Chris Paul in that category. We've always admired him as a point yeah. guard, as a true point guard, and we could make the case that Steph Curry has reinvented or changed the way we view the point guard position. But no, I can only see it enhancing him because what has been the one element that's been missing from Chris Paul's legacy, which is he's never won a championship mm. and he's never demonstrated that he could be there available to the end for a championship. And if he does that with the Warriors, I can only see it enhancing his overall legacy. I'm not we've already put him behind Steph. So the fact that he would literally be, be playing behind Steph it's not going to be a step down. Here's my thought, though, Joy. My thought is really this, 2-5. It's if you're going to ride the bench on your way out, at least ride the bench for the home team. It's so sad to me when I see OGs and legends in the sport ride the bench for a team that wasn't their home team. I recall Paul Pierce riding the bench on his way out. I remember Draymond Green when that smack talk, you ain't getting no world tour. You ain't Kobe. And I was like, ah, like that hurt me. Whereas when I saw Dirk ride the bench on his way out, Duncan ride the bench on his way out, Wade ride the bench on his way out, I'm like, yeah, they, they going out with the team that brought them there. This just is sad to me, Joy, seeing Chris Paul riding the bench. He was All-NBA so just who's, last who's year. Who's he riding the bench for? The Clippers, but he would start there. Like, it, just, it, just hurt, it just hurts me to see. That's all he I'm saying. He wasn't drafted there. Mm -hmm. No, that, that's where Chris Paul became Lob City, like Chris Paul, like... 
that's where like he really became Chris Paul. You're kind of undercutting your own argument how so, at how this so, point. How so? Because you mentioned the Clippers, but he was drafted by New Orleans, but he's been in Oklahoma City, right. but he was in Houston, but he's like well, he's, he's been, been in conversation if they win a championship mm-hmm. like I don't think it's a bad situation for him now if they are playing and they're competitive and he contributes off the bench and you know we get to see him available at the end of the season but if they win a championship then people are going to introduce that conversation of you know even though he didn't it wasn't exactly his choice whatever you know did he did he ride the wave of Steph Curry to a championship which if he wins he's not gonna care true but that will yeah. be the conversation and it will Weirdly, be the appropriate conversation about Steph Curry with another player because this is what what people try to say KD did when, in fact, KD was the best player on the team and you know Finals MVP and all that stuff. But I don't really think it matters. It's it's his legacy Let's is open what that it can is. Of worms. I'm just saying, you know, it bothers me. <laughs> I don't think it will hurt him. I don't know that it helps or changes things unless they win a championship. Yeah, I don't think it hurts him. I mean, if you feel bad about this, then we're in the wrong sport, right? I can name t- tons of great players that went from different teams that wasn't starting or, or come off the bench or wasn't the same player. Jay Kidd in Dallas. I mean, Kevin Gray, I can name, I mean, I don't even want to name players mm-hmm. because it'll be here all day. My thing is like, okay, so let's say if a guy is starting for a team and he's, his, his production's not the same as it used to be, does it matter if he's starting if he's on the bench? Chris Paul is Chris Paul. His legacy is his legacy. Yeah. I mean, if I've read all these notes he got, I mean, he got so many stats, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What is his legacy? He's been one of the best point guards of all time. Mm-hmm. It's one of the best point guards of all time. Simple that, as that. That hasn't won a championship. Yes, and it's a lot of people like that. It's a lot of players like that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of them. Yeah. So if you feel bad about that, this is the wrong sport. That's true. 